Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by allsteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. Obviously, there is only one thing to talk about after yesterday, and that is the trade deadline and all the chaos that occurred within an hour and a half of that 4 p.m. deadline. Stuff at that point, I think everybody was ready to move on. Everybody was ready to chalk it up to another. Steelers aren't doing anything, and I think it was understandable. And then absolute hell broke loose. It was a great, great hour and a half rush. But as usual, it's a nice crisp fall day out there, still rocking the 70s. So I haven't taken shorts off yet. How are you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling good, man. That was like. Whew, that all it all just happened at once. Like not even just for the Steelers. Like it everything just happened all at once yesterday. Um Yeah. You know, I was like I was leaving the facility yesterday. I was talking to Jeff Hathorne a little bit from nine three seven the fan and he was like we were, you know, moaning a little bit about like no trades for the Steelers, like, man, why why is that? And then all all of a sudden I get home and it just just starts flying. So it was it was a it was a fun day. Yeah. It was a it, it was a whirlwind. It was a world one would be a good word to describe it. It was definitely fun. Like it was not only just the Steelers, obviously of the Chase Claypool trade, you have the William Jackson trade, but just everything else. Like you said, like Naeem Hines coming in right at the buzzer on his way mm. to Buffalo. You got Bradley Chubb heading to Miami. It was just trade after, and then like it all came mm. within like an hour. Like it was nothing right. all I just day kept- long. Yeah, I like kept refreshing Twitter and it all just a new thing was popping up. The my the sneakiest, the my favorite one though was Calvin Ridley being traded to the Jags. That's after like being suspended for betting against the Jags for the that was that's that's too perfect. That's amazing. And it'll work like if that works out to where Calvin Ridley and the Jags actually succeed and like somehow find their way back to Atlanta and like beat the the foul like talk about that is just the life at that point like the NFL could end because that is the perfect representation of a life cycle in the NFL dumb rule gets you suspended beats the team that you're suspended with with the team that got you suspended absolutely beautiful yeah easily great sneak in there there was a lot of good ones Steelers fans I, I think there was mixed emotions I think everyone could agree that the second round compensation for Chase Claypool was good. That was probably about as good as you were going to get 
for a guy like that. He's a former second round pick. He's going to play next year on the last year of his rookie deal. We'll say I did not see Chicago coming. I don't think anybody saw Chicago coming. Chase Claypool didn't see Chicago coming. He talked to the media five minutes before this trade happened about how good the energy was in Pittsburgh. But I think overall, I mean, good move for the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least in my opinion. here. Yeah, I mean, you got you got more than I guess. I think you got more than you thought you would get. Um, and credit to Omar Khan. Um, I saw a report that, uh, you know, the Bears came in with an offer that was less than a second round pick earlier this morning. And Omar said, you know, no deal um, and didn't back down and said, I, I want this. And, and he got it. Um, that's huge. Like, that's a that's a huge and especially the fact that it's the the Bears own pick, not oh, yeah. uh, the Ravens pick from the Robert Quinn trade. Like, that's you. That's, you know, first rounder light, basically. Like, that's not, you know. That's a second round pick, but it's it's you know towards the top of the second round. Um, so the Steelers will get to kind of kind of have their have like that's I think three picks inside the top you know forty five probably you know come next spring like that's that's huge for a team especially at this point um, like just at this stage in in their you know life cycle I guess you could call it but just where, for where this franchise is at like stashing some draft picks that high in in next year's draft is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. It was great. I mean, right now, I think they sit 43, that second round pick sits, which is beautiful because if the Steelers continue as they are, which, you know, you don't want to talk like that, but if they do continue as they are, they're looking at like the third pick in the draft, the third pick in the second round, and then what would that be? The 11th pick in the second round? That's about as good as that's the best draft order the Pittsburgh Steelers have had in 20 years, probably Mm. plus at this point. Like, you can't ask much better than that. I think you're right. The the fact that it was Chicago's, because at first when it was, you know, reportedly Baltimore's, you looked at that and you went, oh, all right, well, that's pretty much a third round pick. Like, not great. Baltimore could turn this season into something great. They just got Roquan Smith, which, you know, is another very alarming trade for the Pittsburgh Steelers, not just now, but for the future in the AFC North. But to come in there, 43, perfect. Um, there was like reports about, I saw Josina Anderson, you sent it to me actually about him being a distraction. You know, I don't know what a distraction is in this locker room at this point. I just think that the Steelers value for Chase Claypool was as high as it was going to get. I, do, I don't think even come the draft, I've been a big, uh, proponent of, Hey, push it out till the off season and see what you can get come April. But I don't think you were getting better than a second round pick. I think that was pretty much exactly what they needed. I think now the question is, what does the offense do? Because you have Deontay Johnson, you have George Pickens, Calvin Austin shut down for the year. Is this, is this a Steven Sims emergence in Pittsburgh, a little AB 82 instead of 84 for the Steelers in in the end of this, in these last, what, eight weeks, nine weeks. Yeah. Um, Well, I think, so first of all, I think the, I think Chase Claypool kind of did them a favor a little bit. Like he had a couple yeah. solid weeks in a row. Um, so he helped him out in that way. Uh, but yeah, he's also given them, I guess, a little room to experiment. You know, maybe you do like plug Steven Sims in there a lot more. I think he like showed that his speed is really valuable, especially in this offense that doesn't exactly have a ton. Um, maybe you go like two tight end sets with, you know, Gentry and, and Fryermuth and, and, give Kenny somewhere easy to look at um, over the middle. You know, they, they have, they have some options. They can play around with them. Um, we'll see what Matt Canada 
does with those options, but um, <laughs> I love the look uh, there when he said Matt Canada. That was uh, yeah, a little well, skeptical. I, I, like, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he'll have options. We'll see what we what he does with them. You know, I think you can leave it at that. But like, yeah, no, they. they I don't think they will. Just for where this team was at, like, it's not. It's it's not a huge deal to have lost Chase. I think Chase was kind of was post playing well, but I think you kind of got what you were going to get out of him. I think this was like a mutually beneficial trade for everyone. Like Chase is going to get a change of environment. He's going to be able to play with a talented guy in Justin Fields and the Steelers kind of, the Steelers created some room and got, got a valuable asset in return for him. Yeah. Agreed. I think if anything, this is a good sign that at least at bare minimum, Omar Khan is sitting around going, all right, guys, look at, I get that you want to live in your fantasy world where you're two and six and you're somehow going to turn this season around and, everything's fine and you just got to keep fighting for now. And he's like, you keep doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to look for next year and make sure that we're fine moving forward because we're screwed in 2022. I think that's the best thing that can, like there was a lot of people that were starting to get critical on Omar Khan. Someone tweeted at me this morning, actually, or yesterday morning and said, Oh, like trade Omar. It was like a list of things that they wanted to be traded. And one of them was trade Omar, bring Kevin back. And I was like, what What did Omar Khan do wrong? Like, he's done nothing, in my opinion, but good things. And then he went out here and said, I don't, I do not care about this season. You're not going to lose this season. And even if they do turn it around, you're not going to lose because of Chase Claypool. I'm going to get a second round pick. Like, I'm going to boost this team with the best decision possible. It beats anything that you could have imagined. At the Green Bay Packers, this is a way better pick than you would have got with the Green Bay Packers. Um, there was talks of the Kansas city chiefs way better pick than the Kansas city chiefs, no matter who you named out there, nobody is as bad as the Chicago bears that was willing to give up a second round pick for a guy that is not worth a second round pick. Easy win. In in my opinion, at least for Omar Khan, like that's If there's any positives outside of the draft pick from this season or outside of adding a second rounder from the season, it's that Omar Khan showed that he's capable of being a GM. Uh, at least that's what I took away from it. Oh yeah, and I yeah, that's a I think that's a great way of putting it. Then that's a really good point. Like the highest compliment you can pay to Omar Khan in this trade is that he was being a realist. That he like understands mm-hmm. where this team is at and what they need. And he went out and got it. Um you know, I don't think Chase is a bad player, but just given where this team is, they just needed something different. They needed that pick more than they needed him. Yeah, and he's not going to stick around. Like he's got one more year left on his rookie deal. He was a guy that was gone after 2023. You might as well, with all those physical attributes, you might as well get something for him instead of just sitting around wasting. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, the other pick, or the other trade, William Jackson the third, 30-year-old out of Washington, played his first four years in Cincinnati, um, signed a three-year, $40.5 million deal last offseason. There was, there was reports all day leading up to the deadline that they were going to release him if they couldn't get a trade sign. You know, he's got a back injury. Nobody was looking for him. 
the Steelers snuck in there right at the end, I think about three o'clock, and was like, hey, we'll give you a conditional sixth rounder. In return, we get William Jackson and a conditional seventh rounder, which replaces the conditional seventh rounder they sent to Minnesota for Jesse Davis. So uh, really nothing. All these picks are in 2025, by the way, the lowest compensation you could give for a player at this point in the season. I mean, that's a th- in my opinion, that's 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 an easy win. There's financial stuff that we have to talk about moving forward. But right now in this season, a guy that could come in and play man, easy win, easy win. Yeah, um, for the immediate future, I, I think you're exactly right. This was a painless trade. Um, you addressed the position of need. It, it's a bit of a it's you know a bit of a wing and a prayer. Like you're hoping that I think you have some you know some of his like PFF numbers there, but like you're hoping that he in a different system, kind of another change of scenery thing, that a, a guy who's had some talent and been productive before can can turn it around in a different system. Um, but for the for the cost, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Oh yeah, here I have the PFF numbers here. Now this is this is where it gets a little alarming. 2017, which is his first year, a 90.2. Then it drops down to 73 53-6, 71-4, 59-3, 49-6. And there's people that are talking about, oh well, Washington's a zone team, and he's a man guy. Yes, I get it, but I think the numbers even before that are a little concerning. Like, it's not like a uh, this guy was really good and then turned really bad. You know, he's he was kind of like mediocre, somewhat above average, and then turned really bad. I think the biggest question, and we should get into the finances, but the biggest question is, what was Washington thinking when they were like, let's hand you three years, $40.5 million in right. 2020- coming off a year where your PFF grade was a 71 four. I mean, I think that's just, I mean, that's, that's, that's right. That's literally Washington. That's like, this is what they do. Like they, I I don't know. They're not a very smartly run football team um, (laughs) in a lot of ways. Um, So the Steelers will have to kind of pay for that mistake in, in some senses. Cause right. Cause there's, it's 12 or 13 million this year. No, three like million this year. They they walked out of it three three point one this year. Um, next year, if they decide to keep him, it's twelve point seven five million, okay. or they could cut him, and it's a nine million dollar dead cap hit, which is not great. You don't want to lose nine million dollars over cornerback. And if you keep them, I mean, that's only three more million dollars, but still that's not, I think that the financial aspects there is where it starts to become like, why didn't you just wait until. Yeah. Until he was was I think, yeah. That's my only issue with it. It's like, people are like, Oh, well, you know, you gave up nothing. It's like, no, you gave up $9 million next season, bare minimum, unless he turns into something crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he comes out here and he turns into a superstar right off the bat and it's a Joe Hayden 2.0, I mean, that, I'm all about that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it whatsoever. Yeah, I had I'd someone float thirty years old. Say. I, yeah, I had someone float the idea of Joe Hayden 2.0 to me as like a bad thing. Like a friend of mine who's a, a bad fan. thing. I was like, well, he just it, like his tone was like, oh, this just feels like Joe Hayden 2.0 to me, and I'm like, you should hope so. Like, th- like yeah, that, that would worked be out very well. Right, <laughs> it was a great deal. Um, great deal. Yeah, what did he get? So, two Pro Bowls, a Pro Bowl, a Pro. Like, yeah. That was a great. It was a, that was the best cornerback you've had since like Taylor. If this is another right. Joe Hayden, the Steelers won this trade way more than we think that they did. 
If he doesn't, he turns into be a 30-year-old bust who stinks at this point. That's $9 million that stinks to get rid of. Yeah, that's down the drain. Yeah, down the drain. I'd say either way, though. You know, my my overall outlook for November 1st, heading into the bye week, I feel a lot better than I did. Like, if they did nothing, I would have looked at this team and went, my gosh, they are just sink in with the ship and they're just like whatever man we're just gonna rock it out and see what it is at least they like address some needs like they need a cornerback they got to get rid of chase claypool i would say it was a win i would definitely say it was a win yeah um the other thing i want to talk about the coaches the assistant coaches talked offensively not news that pittsburgh steelers fans want to hear came out of it when it comes to the offensive coordinator and changes over the bye week but you know We'll get into all that. Uh, according to Jeff Hawthorne, who you mentioned earlier, if a change is going to come, it's going to come tomorrow. But according to Mike Sullivan, no change might be coming, might be coming at all. Uh, let's get into that. But first, we got a word from our boys over at Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then, add Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using our code STEALERS20 for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, and the ultra premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4000K LED light, so or a light on it. So you can light the way like Rudolph. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All of the Manscaped shower gel is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, You'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anybody in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new Body Buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Gotta love it. Gotta love a good Manscaped ad read. Um, The first one always gets me. I'm always a little winded afterwards, and then, you know, we address to it. Um, 
So we're gonna play had... a Mike Sullivan clip. Oh, go ahead. No, we we just had some good some good manscaped reads before <laughs> that one. That one was credit to whoever wrote that. That was the most creative way of fitting in as many Christmas themed innuendos oh. as possible. That was that yeah. was impressive. It was amazing. I wish I didn't screw up on the lighter way like Rudolph, an incredible one. Santa cares right. for a sack. Far. I think I don't even know what my favorite one is to be honest with you right. like they are all just there it was a good one it was a good one they've come up with some real good ones so go use our code steelers 20 manscaped i'm pretty sure they have black friday deals like all through november so and you know i use this i, I use this stuff so much that it's literally sitting in my office that's how much i use manscaped um all right let's talk about mike sullivan kind of crushing everybody's dreams at least everybody that was hoping for a Matt Canada fire before the end of the bye week. This is what he had to say when asked if there's going to be coaching change. Responsibility. Is that going to happen after the bye or no? Uh, no, we, we went through here and, and we had very, very in-depth meetings, uh, meeting with Coach T and meeting as an offensive staff. And I think uh, first and foremost, it's taking a hard look at any and everything that we can do better. Uh, that we can try to uh, get our guys in better positions and how we go about putting the game plan together. And, and that's what the focus is going to be. We've got nine games left, and can't look at all those. Just this particular week, how can we improve on, on the fundamentals, the techniques, and then taking a hard look at ourselves uh, through the first eight games and, hey, what have we been good at? What are the things that have been there for us? What have we struggled with? And if it's something that continually – ends up being a bad play, then maybe those are the concepts you, you put to the back burner. If there are things that are going well, we got to find ways to do them more, and whether you change the formation, you change the personnel group, and what have you. But that's that self-analysis is real critical for us at this time of the year. Mike. So, obviously that's not what anybody wanted to hear. I didn't expect Mike Sullivan to come out here and say, oh, I'm going to be the no, new offensive coordinator. At the same time, you know, you did get a pretty solid sense that there, there isn't any thought that Matt Canada will not be the offensive coordinator heading into week nine. I don't know, good thing, bad thing. What are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it's not the the only reason I'd say it's not great. It, it, it like like I think I I like you said I didn't expect. Mike Sullivan to announce himself as the new offensive coordinator or anything like that. Um, but it, it's just, it is, I don't know. It's just like, what, what changes are they actually serious about making? You know? Exactly. I, I, I keep hearing this. I keep hearing this like over and over about like, we're ready to do anything and everything like, you know, within our power to, to make this team better and to, and to get, get on track and start trying to win games. And it's just where, where are these changes? Like what, where are these changes coming from? Who's making them? Like what, what, what have we done so far? And like, what are we exploring? You know, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's no one. It's entirely possible that Mike, Mike Sullivan is not an upgrade from Matt Canada. It's entirely possible that, you know, there's not a whole lot that they can do to make this team, which is, which is very flawed in its own outside of Matt Canada, that, that there's very little that they can do to make it, a meaningfully better team, but you know, it's just tough to keep hearing about, about how they're ready to make changes. Everyone's ready to make changes, but just not right now. You know, the changes can't be yep. made right now. We've got to stick with the program right now. We're ready to make changes, but we just can't do them right now. And, and it's yep. just, when you hit the bye week this is, 
this is a convenient time to do it. And so I just, you know, you wonder why not now? When are we going to get to the point where changes are going to be made? Because there haven't been meaningful improvements. Yep. No, there's been none. And at this point, you look at that and you go, that's been the biggest issue. Like, it's not the how fast can you come into games or is your, you know, game plan from the jump wrong. It's when changes need to be made and decisions need to be made and adjustments need to happen. Nobody's making adjustments. Nobody's making changes. They're just rocking with it and saying at some point it'll click. We're just, we're considering, we're talking about all these major changes. Like, it's like, remember those commercials where they had the dollar bill at the end of the fishing line? And Mm. I think it was like Liberty Mutual or something. You'd be like, oh, almost had it. Almost had it. That's what it feels like they're stringing along with Steelers fans. Every time that it seems like, okay, this is a time where something needs to happen. We all see that every single person from the outside of this team sees all of these things going wrong. And the coaching staff just looks at it and goes, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're not ready. We're not ready to do that yet. And you're like, why? Like, if I could get it if half the fan base and half the media and half the analysis were like, okay, like, you know, I you know, maybe you don't need to be this this critical or maybe you shouldn't rush these things. But when it's a collective, you just got to look at it and go, you guys have to be wrong because there's no way that every single one of us are wrong and your record tells us that you're right. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, it seems I, I listened to the Mike to the Matt Canada interview as well, and you got the vibe that he knows he's done after this season. But I just feel like that's just going to hurt things more. Like, if if everybody understands that he's gone at the end of the year, how much motivation do you have to be good? Like, I, I'm not. I don't have a bunch of pride in a job if I know that job's gone and nobody wants me there and you know, four months, like that's just, you're just going to walk your way through it and take all the criticism and show up on Thursdays and give crappy answers. And that just kind of, that kind of feels like what we're going through. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's, if you're a player, how seriously can you take the calls that Matt Canada is giving you or um, the, I don't know, the direction that he's giving you. If he seems like he's kind of a lame duck coach, quite honestly, like he's like, if he's not, you know, if he's not here, if he's not in the picture long term, if you can't see him having a future in Pittsburgh, like what motivation do you have to listen to him and to believe in him and to like have faith that that he's a part of your future just as much as, you know, you're a part of the team's future? I, I just don't think you could. Like there's the argument of, well, Kenny doesn't need to have three offensive coordinators. And I think we talked about this on Monday. I don't follow that argument because. It's. I feel it's a lot worse to have one ridiculously bad offensive coordinator that doesn't care about you at all than to have three in two seasons. And I, I don't know, like Sullivan also went on to talk about like, oh, there's good in Kenny, but like it was no like, oh, he's doing this well, he's doing that. It was just like, yeah, he's a leader. There's nothing too big for him. It's like, we knew that already. That's why he got drafted the issues are not the fact that he's standing in the pocket and getting smoked and then standing back up. The issues is that he's missing wide open receivers or throwing the ball four yards over, or over Pat Fryermute's head leading to interceptions. And there's nothing in the realm of these, of these coaches that say, Oh, well, you know, he's, he looks like he's, he's going to adjust well to that, which is even more concerning because now you're starting to think, 
how good could Kenny really be? Because the coaches don't even see anything outside of his intangibles. And you need way more than intangibles if you're playing quarterback. Like anybody could be a leader. Duck Hodges was a leader. He wasn't a good quarterback. He was a leader, but he wasn't a good quarterback. So super concerning, super concerning. Um, do you expect, do you expect a shocker tomorrow? Do you expect us to wake up to any crazy news? Thursday is where I did fall on the, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen Thursday. That avoids all the headlines. I don't think the Steelers care at all about a practice and the fact that Chase Claypool practiced with the first team and then an hour and a half later was traded proves my theory right that they do not care about these practices. So Thursday would be my guess. Do you do you think there's any any shocking news coming? Um, I wouldn't. I would be shocked by it, but I wouldn't be shocked in like uh, I never saw this coming. It would be more of a I didn't think they would. I, like I like if I had put money on it, I, I if I was a a betting man, I wouldn't have I wouldn't bet on any shocking news coming on Thursday, but I wouldn't be shocked to see it. Um, you keep yeah, saying I, you're I not think a betting you, man. Like you didn't just put the FanDuel da- app down four days ago. Well, I'm not a betting man anymore. <laughs> okay, I am. I've not anymore. Um, okay, but like, it's, okay. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with the with the practice thing. Like. They there's nothing holding them back from making this move now. No. Um, like at this point in an NFL season, everything's kind of mental. Um, like there's no like, and, and I don't I wouldn't have expected them to, uh, you know, completely change their offense. Even if they do get rid of Matt Canada, even if they did it like beginning of this week, um, like a lot of this stuff is just going to be tweaks, and it's going to be the application of the playbook as opposed to you know, overhauling the playbook itself. Um, yep. So, yeah, there, not there, there's nothing that. holding. You're not going to change that in two days anyways. Like, you're not going to install no. a new offense and be like, go ahead. It's just going to come down to play calling. Like, that's all it's going right. to be. Yeah. It's going to be the application. Yeah, like the use of what you already know instead mm-hmm. of, you know, just reinventing what you know. So, but but to that point, like, there's nothing holding them back from doing it on Thursday. Like, I can't think of a good reason why they, why no. they can't or, or shouldn't, honestly. No, Mike Sullivan sounded very confident. If I woke up on Thursday and I had to write a Matt Canada was fired article, it would not shock me even in the slightest. Would it not Mm. shock me? Because there's just nothing left, you know? Like, there's just nothing left. At this point, you have to start. First off, Mike Tomlin doesn't make that decision. Mike Tomlin does not walk into his office and go, I'm firing Matt Canada today. Like, that doesn't, you know, that's not how the chain of events here works. It's going to start with Omar Khan addressing it to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's going to talk with him. They're going to cut, they're going to decide. And then Art Rooney gets the final call. But I bet you Art Rooney got the first call and just told Omar, hey, have this conversation with Mike, you know, and then it goes through the process. So it's not Mike Tomlin's decision. But I, I and I think that Chase Claypool trade, the William Jackson trade, just kind of in my head insinuated like, yeah, okay, maybe they did have really good meetings on Monday, but Omar Khan wasn't in those meetings, you know? Art Rooney wasn't in those meetings. That was just the coaching staff trying to get each other all amped up. Meanwhile, everybody else is sitting around going, all right, look, if we do this on Thursday, there there can't be any headlines outside of the headline. Like, it's just the initial headline. There's no interviews. We can't talk to players. You know, nothing. You got to go a whole weekend. At that point, you know, nobody cares about the Matt Canada firing by Monday. You know, or and then by the time 
uh, Tomlin talks on Tuesday. Like he doesn't have to address that. So I think you're right. Like it would be shocking, but I could see it coming. And I think every Steelers fan is going to listen to this and go, yeah, I hope you're right. I th- I, there's a part of me that helps we're right. I think that it's it's time and I'm kind of getting tired of talking about the same nonsense every single week at this, like give, at least give me new nonsense. Like, right. you know, <laughs> let me actually evaluate Kenny Pickett or, you know, be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, here are the options for the new offensive coordinator instead of just like how long is Matt Canada, Canada going to drag this out and we're just going to sit around talking about how terrible right. this team is for the next eight months. So, right. It is what it is. It is what it is. We'll see what Thursday happens. Let's hope for good news. Let's hope for, you know, positive news. I don't want to say that's good news. I don't want anybody to ever lose their job. No. But some people, you know, you know, there's only 32 of those jobs. So it's a lot. You know, you have to, you you can't have a low bar. You got to have a high bar and you have to be very critical about that, about that bar, obviously. Right. All right. Great. We're heading out of here. Oh, do you got last comments? No, you're all good. (laughs) <laughs> all right we're heading out of here hopefully by friday when me and derek are on here everything's good if not it's okay we'll walk you through it thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all steelers talk make sure to subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash all steelers talk find us anywhere you get your your podcasts i was about to say go use our manscape code so anywhere you get manscape products go use our manscape code at manscape.com yes. And find all in, all of mine and Steven's work at allsteelers.com. Like I said, I will be back on Friday. Enjoy the rest of your bye week. Peace.